0: You're a 415er, 415er, 415. You're -er. You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and and more and more. Welcome to the 415er, hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy what is going on everyone welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast mark grandy evan giddings with you as always odyssey sports podcast network 95 7, the game it is our second week of another off-season week mark but still a lot to talk about how you doing man i'm doing well i'm doing well yeah we got the combine going on i know
1: all team personnel are out in indianapolis right now getting geared up for the combine we're recording this wednesday evening we haven't seen you know, uh, potential draft picks get out there and do drills yet, but still a lot of business being done at the combine right now. So it is, it is the off season, Evan, but you know, football never sleeps. So still a lot going on and a lot to talk about today. How are you?
0: I'm good. Yeah, we haven't seen Rich Eisen or Adam Schefter run the forty-yard dash yet, but I'm sure that <laughs> I that don't will need to be, see it. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be riveting as always. Uh, they just—it seems like they pick some random unathletic analyst to find a a forty-yard or maybe a bench <laughs> press or. A, shuttle drill i i don't know what's going on but we will await of course to see the next crop of athletes and uh, i'm looking forward to that because it seems like there's a lot of depth in certain areas this year and some of which could affect the 49ers positively uh but overall i'm doing well mark and i'm glad to see that it sounds like john lynch is doing well as well because he was of course the front office executive that spoke earlier this week for the san francisco 49ers and Usually, Mark, it's kind of funny. Like John Lynch doesn't really give much, but you sort of have to read between the lines. And even though he look, he's had an end of season press conference, he's spoken multiple times throughout the season during a very up and down roller coaster ride of a year, in which I don't really feel like we got a lot from him. Um, I don't know if this was your takeaway, but I do think there was some valuable insight that he kind of gave and maybe even tipped his hand a little bit from his comments at the combine.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I thought he said a lot more than I was expecting. Now, maybe you could argue things that he said were kind of expected, but still he doesn't need to come out and say them. Like, like for example, and I'll, and I'll just play this first one here, he admitted most likely, yeah, the Niners are going to, at the very least, be looking into the quarterback market. I'm not sure that everyone was expecting him to say that because they have Trey Lance and they have Brock Purdy. Of course, there are injury questions around both of those guys right now. Uh, but he was asked about all the injuries to his quarterback room this most recent season and as a result, he said, yeah, we'll be looking into it. This is John Lynch at the combine. Well, you know, ironically, you know, we made that decision last year and I I felt like uh felt really good going into training camp that we were kind of insulated in the event that anything happened and you know, unfortunately it wasn't it wasn't quite enough. It got us right at the end and so I think we're all product of our experiences. You know, was in some meetings today where the leagues discussing potential solutions for you know third quarterbacks, such that we never have that kind of. But the reality is, it's it's very few and far between where those instances happen. So we'll see, and yeah, we we may have to look into the quarterback market in addition to Brock and Trey to insulate ourselves from from
0: whatever may happen. Yeah, I think the key phrase there was. Okay, so that is obviously something that that he did say. I think the key there, Mark, is product of our environment or circumstance, right? Like after going through what you did last year and what you've gone through the past several seasons, you do have to keep an eye open for the unlikely and whether you want to call a quarterback misfortune unlucky, whether you want to call it negligence, whether you want to call it anything. The fact of the matter is the 49ers have not been able to keep their quarterback room in line for longer than a season and even to some extent half a season. So if you're John Lynch, I absolutely understand him saying we may look into it. No, no, no. they will look into the quarterback market, whether it be a veteran, whether it be a draftee. I, you can guarantee there's going to be another arm, not from inside the organization. I know that they do have some quarterbacks that they have kind of groomed a little bit. Jacob Beeson comes to the top of mind, but they're going to go out and get a guy, whether it be drafted or signed. Um, and I would probably lean towards both, honestly, in this case. I don't think you can have too many arms right now if you're San Francisco.
1: Yeah. Kurt Banker is another name who spent some time on the practice squad after some injuries earlier this year. You're right. 100 percent. The Niners will acquire at least one more quarterback. Uh, they will acquire one quarterback this offseason, add to their current two. There's no doubt about it. You're not going into a season with just two quarterbacks, especially after what happened last year. The question becomes, Evan. Who and what caliber quarterback are you targeting? And I think this is where it gets interesting. There's been a lot of talk about, oh, Marcus Mariota, you know, now available, released by the the Falcons, Carson Wentz, released by the Commanders. And we talked about Carson Wentz on last episode. The Niners should stay away from Carson Wentz. But guys of that ilk, um, a Matt Ryan and Andy Dalton might fit in that category of Guys who have been effective starters, and for Matt Ryan specifically, an MVP, very effective starters in their past, but are clearly nowhere near that peak. But they kind of fit to me, Evan, in a category of guys who probably wouldn't be willing to be a third string quarterback between two young and relatively unproven guys. So to me, Evan, what's more likely is it's a a veteran retread, a guy who's been a career backup who maybe has a handful of starts here or there during a particularly bad year for injuries with whatever team he was on, or a guy who hasn't really gotten a chance yet out of college, or it is a draft pick. But where the Niners might uh, control this is, say they do want to go after someone like an Andy Dalton. Someone like a Marcus Mariota, Evan, if they do that, I think they are telling you what they feel about Trey Lance. If they go out and get someone who's better or expected to do more than just be a third stringer on a good team, I think that that would be the Niners telling you we're not so sure that Trey Lance can do much for us, at least right now. I don't think that's the case. But if they were to go after someone like that, again, an Andy Dalton, a Marcus Mariota, a Matt Ryan, who I know, they're not good quarterbacks at this moment of their careers. But considering that I don't think they'd want to be third string guys, if the Niners do go after one of those guys, I think you read between the lines and you can learn their true feelings about Trey Lance. Because to this point, everything they've said has been positive about him. But it's not It's not their obligation to tell us in the media the truth. I think if they go after one of those bigger name guys, despite the fact that they are well past their prime, it tells us what they actually think about Trey Lance.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think it also tells us a little bit about the cloudy timeline that surrounds Brock Purdy. And as we discussed over the last couple of episodes, it kind of keeps getting pushed back. And I know John Lynch addressed this as well. And uh, if you want to play the sound, feel free, but essentially what I read from it, Mark, is that you never know, right? Okay. So with Brock Purdy, let's say the swelling doesn't go down. They continue to push it a week at a time. Eventually then you're looking at a six month timeline that aligns even closer to the regular season. And then I wholly understand where not necessarily the 49ers don't have confidence in Trey Lance, but they haven't seen enough to have confidence in his play. And so at that point, if you are looking at a Marcus Mariota, a Matt Ryan, and Andy Dalton, a veteran quarterback, to me, what that would signal from the 49ers is we want to bring in a guy who can compete. And that's why also those quarterbacks would want to come into San Francisco a la Jimmy Garoppolo last year. I think a big, big reason why Garoppolo wanted to return was not only, of course, it was a good landing spot for him. He's familiar with the system, but I do think he really came into last season believing he could beat Trey Lance out for that starting job, or at least at some point grab it back, even if Trey Lance hadn't gone down via injury. I think that's how guys think at this point in their careers that are kind of, teetering on whether they're going to remain starting quarterbacks or that they are transitioning to the backup quarterback role. We've seen Marcus Mariota, for example, kind of do both and have relative success in both, even if Atlanta showed him the door, so to speak. I think that, that was more about Desmond Ritter than anything else. But the point stands. I feel like John Lynch is also saying that not not just, okay, it, it's all about Trey, but it's also about Brock. And if Brock is not going to be ready when they need him to be then at the end of the day you are looking at a guy with nine games under his belt that's going into a sophomore season that's coming off an injury and then at that point you got two question marks and it's not just all about Lance
1: yeah potentially that's a good point I I do think and maybe it's just as simple as them not knowing about Trey Lance like you said but let's run out this 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 what if for a little bit Let's say that they're worried about Brock Purdy's timeline and he's not ready by week one. Let's say that they they know that's going to happen at this point. But they are confident, at, despite the fact that he he won't be ready for week one again. This is just pure hypothetical. They're confident that you know he's not going to have any long-term issues and he'll be ready to go for the majority of the season. And they still believe that he's their guy because everything still points towards that. I think that they generally would be at least somewhat confident in Trey Lance's ability to get them through a week or two until Brock Purdy is ready. And I'm not so sure that they'd be willing to go out and and spend the necessary amount of money to get yourself a, I don't know, an Andy Dalton, just one of the names that we've been throwing out there. If they're at, at least somewhat confident in Trey Lance, it doesn't have to be you know, we think this guy's a future MVP, but this is a guy who can get us through a couple of weeks while while our true number one quarterback gets ready and then takes over, say, week three or, or whatever the early week is. It doesn't really matter in this hypothetical. They would have to feel, I think, one of two things, Evan, what you're talking about with Brock Purdy, that it's it's more than just a, a week or two in question. It would be a a, a much longer uh, period of Brock Purdy missing games for them to go out and do that, or they're just absolutely convinced at this point that Trey Lance is not that guy. I'm not sure we see this Niner team, Evan, overreact to the point of going out and getting a pricier veteran who probably doesn't want to be a third-string quarterback to bring those questions into your locker room. What does that mean for Trey Lance? What does it mean for Brock Purdy? I'm not sure they overreact to that point If they are even still up in the air about Trey Lance, or if it's anything, I don't know, better, like at the worst, two weeks missed for for Brock Purdy. It would have to be, I think, something significant on both those sides for them to go out and do something of an Andy Dalton or someone in that same category.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think either way, you're bringing in a quarterback that can be a crutch. Now, whether that quarterback is willing to be your third-string crutch or you know, maybe feel like he has a chance to compete for the backup job or at some point maybe even beat out a certain quarterback, it's Trey. I, I don't know, maybe Marcus Mariota wasn't impressed with what he saw from Brock Purdy last year. I don't know how he wouldn't be, but maybe that's the mentality that some of these ultra-competitive people have. I, I just feel like at this point, John Lynch is trying to set a – somewhat clean slate for the quarterback room, not expect the unexpected, but if something comes out of left field, don't necessarily be surprised. And and I'm not sure if that's just about Trey Lance. I think it also has to do with Brock Purdy's injury a little bit, just because again, the 49ers have been so unfortunate when it comes to quarterback injuries both in the off season, as we saw last year with Jimmy Garoppolo, as well as in the season with a slew of arms. So I, I mean, right now, the only real question mark about this team is the signal caller. And you can make an argument. That was the difference between them being in a super bowl and losing in the NFC championship game. And so if you're John Lynch and you're trying to construct this roster as best possible to get back to that game and get further, and of course, win the big game, then you're going to do everything possible to make sure that that room is shored up and if you're a quarterback around the league that is seeing hey where might i have the best chance to play as a non-qb1 it it's and and again compete of course at the highest level it's probably san francisco just because of the track record unfortunately that they've had at that position
1: yeah that's fair i do also think one thing that's important to note after you know john lynch's interview here that, that we're, we're talking about on this episode i saw a lot of noise on twitter and and just kind of everywhere where you look where niner fans congregate and the the overwhelming thought was oh my god it doesn't matter who your third string quarterback is last year was an anomaly you're the third string quarterback isn't going to take a snap this coming season there's a very good possibility that you're right that that you might not need a third string quarterback you would hope reality you would hope of course and for most teams throughout the the history of football you haven't needed three quarterbacks two has been plenty and i know that this most recent season was a particularly bad one for quarterbacks and their health um but the odds are the niners will not start three different quarterbacks in the 2023 regular season that's just what the odds say But it absolutely matters the Niners go out and get a third-string quarterback that at the very least they think can keep them competitive in some games. That can be a stopgap in the worst-case scenario. So while it's easy to just write it off and say draft someone in the fifth round, they'll be the third stringer, I mean, that's essentially what this past season was. And imagine if Brock Purdy wasn't, this you know out of nowhere great story it would have been Nate Sudfeld because they they wouldn't have cut Nate Sudfeld in the preseason and I can guarantee you Nate Sudfeld does not win all those games in the regular season and the Niners probably lose on the road in the playoffs in their first playoff game because they they might not win the division who knows maybe they 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 face the the Vikings in the first round and they lose like this does matter and you can't tell an organization especially one with the lofty goals of the 49ers it doesn't matter who your third string quarterback is because if they don't go out and do their best at trying to acquire at the very least a semi-competent third quarterback then they're not doing their job trying to guarantee that this Niner team is as successful as they possibly can so that whole conversation is beyond me it's 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 a bad point. It's a bad conversation. This does matter. The hope is it doesn't matter, but you have to act as if it will matter. Otherwise, if you do get to that point, you're you're dead in the water.
0: Well, for people who listen to this podcast, I bet even with Nate Sudfeld at, at quarterback, you still would have picked the Fortnatters to beat the Vikings, Mark.
1: <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Yeah, although I still I still feel dumb picking the Vikings to beat the Giants in the first round of the playoffs. So. Yeah, it's pretty
0: oh well. pre- pretty gutless, not gonna lie.